This is the Marlology Podcast. Marlow County, Ohio. It's my home. With your host, Mike and Joey. Mike! Yo, what's up, Joey? Hey, episode 11. Number 11, and people are still listening? Very few, but yeah, (laughs) people are listening. (laughs) That's awesome. Some actually like us, some do not, I can tell, you know, by the numbers that we're seeing. But hey, what are we going to do about it? Well, we're, we're, gonna, we're just spreading out there. We'll get a bigger audience as we go, I'm sure. I'm just enjoying doing it. The uh, the history piece alone, I think, is, is pretty cool. So. I'm having fun with it. Yeah. All right. So uh, what's new? It's been a week. Well, we had Bart Dennison on last week. Well, um... And, of course, all the roads flooded this week. I was going to say, I think it might rain here soon. Well, it did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we're recording on Monday night instead of Sunday afternoon because of some schedule conflicts between Mike and myself. Uh, so we apologize already for those uh, who will be um, asking why we didn't publish on Monday morning at 5 a.m., but this will come out Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. So um, what's going on, Mike? You have anything, uh, any big stories you want to share anything? Um, I don't have anything, but I think you have some events in front of you there to uh, share I do I um, so let's see this coming Sunday at um, headwaters outdoor education center the MEEC I, I want to say they say they call it mech I don't know for sure it's their native plant sale and that is this coming Sunday uh, the fr- at 1 p.m and that's at headwaters and then it looks like oh at headwaters tomorrow which would be Tuesday. May 11th okay. is going to be sap bucket lid painting. Oh, really? Sick. Find these events. Just go out there and look up Headwaters Outdoor Education Center. You can find Hardington Community Garage Sales Day. That's coming up this coming Saturday. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I need sale at the oh, fairgrounds. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was that's already um, over. And then at Headwaters, and at the same time, well... At 2 p.m. Um, so it looks like they've got some little pots that you can do, like a little garden, maybe like uh, the fairy garden. It does not. Okay. I think I know, but I won't say because I'm, sh- I'm not sure. Yeah, it does. Um, all kinds of fresh produce markets going on now. All right. We're starting, we're starting to see those. This one says, and I'm not sure this is Morrow County. Um, it is. I like it. And it is Tuesday starting at 2 p.m. and ends at... Uh, on Saturday, the 29th, there's a grass root spring, I think it has in there. There's a picture. Where'd the picture go? Oh. I've seen, I've seen the information on that, and it's going to be a big event uh, geared towards the youth of the... Uh, Fitness Academy here in uh, Mount Gilead. Uh, I, I was... I, let's see here. I think that's about it. There's not a lot going on. Uh, farmer's Market webpage. There's the Morrow County Think Local First page. There's all kinds of pages. Just go out there and search under events. To search, and you can type in Morrow County, Ohio, and you'll be able to find anything. Um, if you click on the events on, on the left-hand side, you're, it's going to bring you to a whole bunch of... But there's all kinds of fun stuff going on, it looks like, uh, throughout the re But some pretty cool things. And uh, I did see, Mike, I don't know if you had seen it. The Mount Gilead baseball team is working Purple Indian tonight, Monday the 10th. Oh. As a fundraiser. So Unfortunately, people won't hear this until, until that's over. But I wanted to give a shout out to Purple Indian um, as they're kind of reaching out and doing that uh, same thing. It looks like the Pizza Burke 
was uh, the Pittsburgh does that frequently. Well, the end zone has done that recently as well. Yeah. So I so, think that is just yes. that's that's pretty cool that uh, the community support is still there uh, in Morrow County. So Morrow County, keep it up. And that is going to do it for current events. Okay, well, you know, there was a big event down in Cardington. Uh, oh, uh, was that the soldier coming home? Yes, they put the uh, statue back up. And between now and Memorial Day, we're hoping to have those folks back on here to tell us um, what's, be, what's going to be happening on Memorial Day to rededicate that uh, statue. And I believe, um, I'm trying to find it here real quick while we're on, while we're recording, but I believe that they are still looking for folks to play uh, one of the 303 soldiers that are listed on the monument. Yes, yes. I've already volunteered as one, so now we need 302. (laughs) Well, maybe you can just run in circles and change their number, like you can just flip the numbers. Yeah, well, you know. I'm, I'm oh, the what if we type. do? What if we do mirrors? We could do mirrors and make it look like you're multiple people and just put different. Okay. <laughs> okay, that'd be scary. Uh, you know, you can find that information out there on the Think Local First page. I'm pretty sure if you have any um, friends of Cardington page and also um, oh the name I just lost his name. Um. Wow, I just lost his name. Of whom are you speaking? One of the younger guys that is with the Friends of Cardington, who is Wes Goodman. Wes That's Goodman. his name. That's who I thought you yeah, were. Yeah, Wes talk- Goodman. I know he was um, doing a lot of work with them, uh, trying to get the monument cleaned up and and refurbed there. And I know uh, there was a picture of him actually uh, at the monument um, when it arrived uh, and after it was back up. So go out there, folks, and take a look at that and. Uh, that this time we'll do it closer to uh, memorial day we will have there there will be various memorial day services going on um some on sunday some on monday memorial day weekend and uh, we're hoping to uh, uh get all those announced on here as well closer to uh, that weekend yeah so if you have um if you are a part of or you know of those memorial day events please send those to morrowology at gmail.com that's m-o-r-r-o-w O-L-O-G-Y dot G, or at gmail.com uh, so that we can get those on the air. The one thing Mike and I want to try to do is to push as much as possible the information out on current events, what's going on, what's happening, and events such as Memorial Day and the, you know, really we're coming up on, uh, you know, not too fully uh, affected years of COVID, but basically almost two full years worth of summers that have or will be impacted in some way or the other. So making sure that we are still maintaining, um, you know, life as normal as possible, I think. And our focus here obviously is Morrow County. Where else can you get all this information on Morrow County? Well, you you can find online different places, but, but there's no other podcast like ours. No, not at all. I mean, come on. We're two of, what, 30, a little less than 38,000 people? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we're, I mean, we're sharing the information. <laughs> and if you have somebody that you think would be a good guest with uh, something that they'd like to share with the Morrow County community, please let us know. Yep, and if you would like to be on the Morrowology podcast, send us an email or Facebook us and message us and let us know uh, when you would want to be on and what topic is and we might be able to tie something in with what you want to share with what mike might have in his 
trove of historical treasures. My my plethora. Your plethora of historical information. <laughs> All right. This week's Morrow County flashback brought to you by the Morrow County Historical Society. All right. So the historical flashback. That's you, Mike. That's me. Okay. What are you sharing today? Well, we're going to talk about uh, when the Capitol Theater was in its infancy, um, how they had such a struggle to show movies on Sunday. On Sunday. So was this, I'm guessing, like uh, mid to late 30s, 1930s? Well, a little earlier than that. Really? Uh, yes. Uh, the um, theater opened 100 years ago in 1921, by the way. Nice. Happy birthday, Capitol Theater. Yes. Um Again, my friend uh, Stan Sipe uh, does a great job of researching and putting this information down on paper. And I'm going to be reading from the account that he's written. And this is titled, Talkies Arrive. Enacted in 1831, Ohio's blue law forbade Sunday sales and amusements. For nearly a century, businesses did not operate on Sundays in Mount Gilead, save for the hotels and restaurant or two. Baseball games or musical concerts didn't take place on the Sabbath. Vaudeville shows didn't play at the town's opera house on that day. And when Mount Gilead's movie theater opened in 1921, motion pictures weren't shown on Sundays. By the end of the 1920s, however, enforcement of the blue law had ceased in many Ohio cities and towns. Restaurants operated on Sundays, so did gasoline stations. Theaters showed movies in places like Marion and Mansfield. Each, each municipality decided whether or not to enforce the law according to the desires of the local residents. One town may choose to enforce it, while another, five miles away, may disregard the blue law altogether. Many considered it archaic in the 20th century. A revolution take, took place in the motion picture industry in the 1920s that changed it forever. It occurred in 1927 when movies with sound then dubbed as talkies, were introduced. During the spring of 1929, the board of directors of the KP Theater in Mount Gilead, which is now known as the Capitol Theater, KP came from the name of Knights of Pythias, who owned the building. That's what I thought. Um, in Mount Gilead, made plans to upgrade the, mo the movie house to allow for the showing of motion pictures with sound. However, there was a problem. The KP had been operating at a loss for some time. It was losing out to foreign competition as county residents chose to drive to nearby cities to catch a movie, especially on Sundays when the KP was closed. This loss of business was jeopardizing the future of the West High Street Theater. In order to remain competitive and, and stay in business, the board of directors decided to begin operating on Sundays. As soon as this was announced, Many in the county voiced their opposition, including the local clergy. Some groups threatened to boycott the KP Theater altogether. A couple of years earlier, the proprietor of the Dreamland Theater in Cardington had been arrested for showing movies on Sunday in violation of the Blue Law. Mayor W.W. W. Vaughn found him guilty and fined him $5. Vaughn ordered the proprietor never to appear in his court again for the same offense while he was the mayor of Cardington. By contrast, the blue law was rarely, if ever, enforced in Mount Gilead, most likely because it was never a problem. 
at least until 1929. The concern of Mount Gilead's ministers was that operating the movie theater on Sunday nights, uh, Sundays might interfere with church activities. This concern was the reason for their opposition to the proposed plan. The KP's directors, knowing this, also knew that they would need the clergy's approval in order to operate on Sundays. The board came up with a plan to limit Sunday shows to evenings only, as none of the churches in Mount Gilead held services after 6 p.m. on the Sabbath. A meeting was held between both parties. The KP's directors explained how decreasing attendance due to local residents patronizing theaters outside the county was causing the movie house to operate in the red. If the KP couldn't recoup this lost revenue, it would have to close. The trustees argued that for the KP to compete, it would have to upgrade its equipment to show movies with sound. It would have to operate on Sundays. However, the directors for the theater promised to run movies on Sundays after 7 p.m. only. After considering the last point emphasized by the directors, the clergymen gave in, albeit grudgingly. Sunday evening shows were acceptable to them. When the first Sunday evening movie played in July, a large crowd showed up at the KP and they kept coming on succeeding Sundays. Sound equipment was soon acquired, and work on the theater's acoustics was undertaken. Other improvements were made. The threatened boycott of the theater by citizens groups never materialized. On September 9, 1929, a Monday, the newly released Broadway Melodies was the first movie with sound shown at the KP Theater. Wow. That is a pretty cool story. It is a cool story. And um, this being the 100th anniversary of the theater, which has had a couple different names, um, I think it's quite apropos that we shared that today. <laughs> yeah. So you caught out a couple things. So, you know, there is another theater in Mount Gilead. There, yes. It's still there. I mean, it's, it's, it's skeletons. Like, oh. You know, uh, the old opera house. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've never been in there. I've heard all about it. I've never been in there to see it. I've been up there. I don't know if they showed movies in there or not, but but it was a theater for... Um, Performing arts live, theater. Correct, yes. And, um, you know, so you had mentioned vaudeville. And so do you know the term that we use today in theater that dates back to the vaudeville days? No, I don't. Okay, so have you heard the term break a leg? Yes. Okay, do you know what that means? Um, I, I don't know the origin It honestly of that. does not mean to, you know, break Literally a leg. Literally break your leg, yeah. Yeah, so back in the vaudeville days, acts only got paid if they made it onto stage. They may, if they never made it on stage, they wouldn't get paid. Okay. So if you broke the leg, which the leg is the curtain that goes from the ceiling to the floor on the side of the stage. Oh. So it's like the wing space. Yeah. That's yeah. what we call the leg, okay? And so if you broke the leg, meaning that the audience could see you, you got paid. Oh, wow. So break a leg means break the line of sight by the leg, so you get paid. Oh, that is so cool. I never heard that. Yeah, I um, had found that out a couple years ago, and I've actually included it in a couple of the programs for MLT. But I thought that was, you know, kind of cool. And then, uh, you know, I would really like to get an opportunity to do um, a piece on the old opera house, but I'd like to do, um, I'd like to do like a walkthrough visit and record it. I think it'd be pretty cool to, 
bring back because we could actually maybe do a Facebook Live thing, Mike, inside of the old oh, wouldn't that be fun? opera house to let others see it. I think I know where we can get access to a key, so we'll uh, see what we can do. All right. <laughs> Folks, this might be a special coming up, just to let you know. Wouldn't I'm, that be cool to do our, our show I'm, from there? I am really, really excited right now because there's the original brass ticket box uh, that's there. I mean, the seating's all gone, but... Mount Gilead High School used to play their basketball games mm-hmm. there until I believe 1963, because the high school was built. I would say it was 60, 53. 53? Yeah. Oh, because they went then to the middle school, right? Or what was the middle school that was torn down by right. Cherry Street School? Right. Okay, and then that space ended up going to be a theater, right? And that's right. when it got the the ramps and everything. Right. Okay. But, I mean, there's student signatures or names on the walls up there I've, I've heard about. Um, just so many cool things. So, Mike, if we can do that, that would be awesome well, to record We'll, we'll check there. into that. So, all right. Well, that's been the History Flashback. Thanks, Mike. Hey, and yeah. did we share who has gotten all – who's shared all this information? I did, but I'm going to share it again. Um, Stan Sype. Stan Sype. Stan, Thank my, you, Stan. I'll tell you a little story about Stan. We were both in DECA when we were in high school. He's a year older than me. And uh, he worked at Hafters 5 and 10. How many of you remember that? Not and me. then I was the next student to work there after Stan. So we knew each other through that many, many years ago. Wow. You know, it's just so cool that somebody is willing to take the time and dig through the history of in newspaper articles mm-hmm. and then to write it into um, a basically a book and that one is listed it says stan side this is mount gilead um mount gilead in the 1920s and it looks like he just did this in 2021 so maybe this was his covid plan i'm not sure um uh, could be but i mean I, th- I still think it's pretty cool so all right that's okay. the flashback if you would like to contact the morrow county historical society you can contact us at morrowcohs at gmail.com. That is morrow, M-O-R-R-O-C-O-H-S at gmail.com. Or you can write us at 17 West High Street, Mount Gilead, 43338. Or you can also contact the Morrow County Historical Society on our Facebook page.